Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. All summer long, you can use code DNVR at sign up. And when you do, you're going to get some amazing offers like how a risk-free bet up to $1,000 is, well, going to be risk-free. That's it. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. That's only with code DNVR on DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter. (laughs) COVID brain, here we go. Off to a great start. We are off to a great start. You're right. It's, it's Look, it's Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening for some folks. We've got baseball going on, a, a getaway day, but it's a getaway night. They're playing at Dodger Stadium. We've got a lot to get into, such as uh, some of the transactions that actually went down. On Wednesday, we'll look at the, the man of the hour, the headline, the topic maker, of today's show, Mr. CJ Crone, a lot of different angles to discuss. I don't know which one is more interesting, whether or not he makes the all-star team or if he'll get traded or should be traded. Is one more interesting to you than the other? I think they're both kind of charged topics. They are definitely, definitely charged topics for sure. And of course, you have two very different directions too. <laughs> for sure. And of course, we'll catch up with the minor leagues because it's minor league Monday. Yeah. Every day is minor league Monday for us, you know, or any day can be, but yeah, a lot of news happened right before we sat down to record this podcast. For sure. The move that we had been discussing for a couple of days now, once it seemed as if Ryan Feltner wasn't going to be the one who got the start in Los Angeles on Wednesday, he was put on the IL, the guy on the taxi squad that we need to know a little bit more about. Maybe it'll be a one and done kind of start. We'll kind of have to wait and see, but you've probably seen him around. I know he's pitched against the Rockies uh, once or twice when he was a member of the Miami Marlins. So whether you're turning the game on in an hour and watching us live here on YouTube, on the DNVR Sports Channel, or you're listening to this as a podcast, you need to get to know this new name for the Colorado Rockies. Because he's here, whether you like it or not, it's happening. (laughs) Jose Urania did pitch with uh, Milwaukee earlier this year. Rockies picked him up somewhat as a depth piece, as a just-in-case kind of situation. And, well, sure enough, here's the scenario as it ends up playing out. You have Antonio Senzatella on the IL, Ryan Feltner, that number six guy in the rotation there, also on the injured list. And then more long-relief candidates like Ty Block, well, he's needed in the bullpen, so they are not going to mess with him at all in, in any capacity. You had Ashton Godot who came up. They are stretching him out to become a starter. And you've got a couple guys uh, that we'll talk about here in a second who got promoted up to Albuquerque, a starting pitching candidate that is uh, very interesting, a second-round draft pick from just a couple years ago. But ultimately, they kind of stay away and say, and I understand it, I do understand it, that it might be better to have somebody else be the sacrificial lamb, so to speak, to the Los Angeles Dodgers versus one of their young guys that, is going to be a, a key part of their future going forward. Yeah, for sure. So much happened, though. So many transactions. Um, where do we even start? Well, Jose Urania was added. To the yeah. fr- <laughs> he, he was added to the twenty-six man roster. Really, he had to be added to the forty-man roster. So, Justin Lawrence, he's back down to AAA. Might even still be hanging around Los Angeles. We'll see what happens with these taxi squad type yeah. situations. Because, hey, if things don't go well tonight. You know, does uh, Jose Urania get designated for assignment, something like that? Uh, I don't think that will happen. But then again, I also didn't think 
someone else was going to be designated for assignment. And that was really how you created room on the Rockies 40 man roster. Yeah. This one surprised me. This just happened about a half hour before we started recording, but Colton Welker designated for assignment. He just had season ending shoulder surgery on June 1st, about a month ago. So he wasn't placed on the 60 day IL that could have been an option, but instead he has been DFA'd as of today, Wednesday. And if nobody claims him, uh, that that would be really unfortunate because that ultimately means he's he could be sitting at home without a a big league paycheck. He wouldn't be getting service time, um, and that's that that's unfortunate. I mean, look at a guy like Ryan Rawlson who's on the sixty day IL. He is getting service time, and he's still yet to even make his major league debut. Whereas Colton Welker now uh, getting DFA'd was was very strange. You know, uh, he's been a been a good serviceable guy for the Rockies. Uh, sought to be that third base, first base guy that they can use was almost more of a prototypical DH. Here we've got the designated hitter in the National League. Ellie Harris Montero kind of uh, his stock you know, went up a little bit much. I kind of suggested in the offseason that Welker didn't necessarily have a place on the roster, that the Rockies probably would have done well to maybe try to uh, ship him out and, and, and get something for him. Kevin Kiermeyer was uh, the deal that I thought because – Pretty much seems like anything the Tampa Bay Rays touch turns into gold. So uh, I'm sure they, they might have had some interest. You never know. So uh, they may get nothing here for a guy that was a second round pick um, not too long ago. Still a, a relatively young guy. Did have a PED suspension under his belt. But, uh, you know, by no means does that say anything as far as uh, what he's going to be doing going forward. That That's just something that happens, uh, whether it was uh, intentional or otherwise, things like that. Definitely tend to happen very frequently, especially if you're trying to get over an injury, which Colt Welker was not at that time. So uh, it's still really hard to understand where this move is coming from. Because as you pointed out, Susie, they could have kept him on, around, put him on the 60 day IL, and then in the offseason, you know, you, you would have activated him then uh, at that point, uh, even if he was still recovering. So just kind of letting him hang out there loose. So uh, still scratching my head trying to figure that one out. Yeah, definitely a shocker right there. Um, but yeah, now that room has been made and we're going to see a new, some new faces in the rotation. Jose yeah. Urania era has begun. It has begun. Here it is. I don't know if it'll be as good as the Johan Flande era, but those were some days. Well, what what could be as good, you know? What could be? Not much. Uh, Rockies, not good enough on Tuesday night. They did lose 5-2 at Dodger Stadium. And that was game 81. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we, we think of the season in three different ways. We can look at it three different ways, right? It's kind of a six-month season, April mm-hmm. through September. It's six months. You hit July 1st. Hey, you're halfway through the season, except we had a delayed start, so that's not the case. We also think of the All-Star game as kind of being the the halfway point, but that seems like it's getting moved later and later each and every year. But officially, on Tuesday night, it was game 81, halfway through the season, Rockies, 35 and 46. Susie, I know you've got COVID brain going on, but I think you could do the math as what the projections are, right? (laughs) I can do some math. I can do some math. So that puts us on pace for 70 wins for the Rockies. And as we know, the over under going into the season was 69 and a half. So hitting the over, but still. Hitting the over just barely. If they sell off, that could become a little bit harder. So Mm -hmm. here's the devil's advocate. That, that you, you sort of have to play a little bit, so to speak. And you say, well, what if in the second half they flipped it? And so instead of 
being 11 games under 500. They were 11 games over 500, playing at a 568 clip. And when you look at that number, again, you go 11 games over 500. 11 doesn't seem to be that much. You know, you you lose five of those games. You are basically a 500 club. So maybe you get a little bit extra lucky and you say, okay, that's possible. They win 11 more games than they lose in the, the second half game, uh, game 82 through game 162. Yet that only puts you at a 500 winning percentage. And it's not impossible that you, you could sneak into the postseason, but that is that is yet to happen. I don't even think that if you go back and look at the sixth best record in the National League, there ever was a year in which a team would have gotten in with an 81 and 81 record. That yeah, would be strange. That would be strange for sure. Yeah, this is a tough division. And even with that extra wild card spot, yeah, I don't know if that would be enough. So it's certainly going to be an interesting second half of the season. I can't believe that this, we're already at that point. We are, yeah. The Rockies have already played half of more than half. I think they've had forty-three home games, something like that. So uh, they're 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 halfway through that that favorable part of their schedule. So schedule is only going to get a little bit harder. I haven't really done a deep dive as to the teams that they're playing, but uh, it did seem like in a, in a lot of April and and some stretches of May. Again, with being home a lot more than being on the road, it seemed like they were getting some uh, easier targets thrown their way. Don't think that'll probably be the case in the second half. Did do a quick dive. Didn't do a spreadsheet. Did not do a spreadsheet. This was this was a quick on the fly kind of situation. A few minutes. Very off brand, Patrick. Just a few minutes before we we went to air, and I said, "Well, have the Rockies, thanks to the wonderful stat head hashtag Pat Head. We we got to get an official graphic on that. <laughs> He'll consider that my Slack message to you. We need some kind of stat head uh, <laughs> or Patty stats graphic, but." We I can't believe we don't have one. We request so much dumb stuff. I can't believe we don't have this one. We don't. We we don't have an official one for that. But I wanted to see, okay, 46 and 35, flip the script for the second half. Well, have they how many times have they won 47 or more wins? And seven times. They've done it seven times, 98, 2007, 2009, those were postseasons. 2010 just missed out essentially. 2016 when they started playing good in the, that second half, and then the last two postseason years of 2017-2018. But again, that's only going to give you 82 wins, so not that great. So let's bump it up to 84 wins. Maybe you could sneak into the postseason with 84 wins. I still don't think that would be good enough in the National League, but you'd go 49-32. and 32. How many different seasons have they done that? Only three times. Again, three of the best teams that they've ever put together, 2007, 2009, 2018. Is this team as good as those clubs? I don't think so. Yeah. But we don't know necessarily yet with Chris Bryant being back. There That's is a glimmer of hope. But look, right now starts Wednesday night, starts game one of that second half. So if, if they lose, I want to say even two of these next five games on the road, that that's that's just already putting them down a bad path and making it even harder to possibly have a hopeful projection that they're going to get back on the right track. Yeah, but I mean, we did. You mentioned that glimmer of hope. We did see a huge milestone. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the big news from Tuesday night? Chris Bryant's very first home run as a Rocky. 
It was so big, it was actually on the front page of MLB.com. It's a rarity that they're talking about the Rockies, but you know what? Hey, it was... You know, it was there. Although, actually, I take that back. No, they had they had an article, and it was top storylines no one could have predicted, and it was Chris Bryant has only one home run. So I, I take that back. They 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 were kind of talking about the Rockies, but not in a uh, in a glowing light. But he finally got off the Schneid, hit one to uh, to center field, the deepest part of the ballpark. Turns out it would have only donged in three out of thirty ballparks. I, I you know what I, I'm beginning to now hate how much I reference would it dong because I feel like that's taking away something now that wouldn't be. I, this is the Genesis of everyone who gripes. Again, I understand it. And there are big spots that can uh, be a catalyst for one team to, to gain an edge and over not, but in the grand scheme of things, it's just kind of part of the game. So I, I don't want to start any kind of movement where, Teams and stadiums now have to be identical just so that we don't have a unicorn home run, a 29 out of 30, and then the one ballpark the guy didn't hit a home run. It was a fly out to the the center fielder at Coors Field. I don't want to possibly start that movement. So we might need to create a, a jar. Every time I reference Atwood at Dong, I may have to, a dong to drop jar? a dollar in. You're gonna you're gonna get a dong jar? <laughs> yeah, I may have to contribute to the dong jar. I may. I love it. I will go to the thrift store and get you a jar. I'm on it. Don't worry. Yes. And please let's not <laughs> isolate any of the clips here in this, this section here for social media. Let's, let's not do that. But again, I, I, I let's see, let's see how, let's test this COVID brain out of yours here a little bit, Susie. So <laughs> okay, Chris Bryant gets his first home run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose Iglesias beats him. Alan Trejo beats him. Brian Servant, who really almost wasn't on our radar is has got three mm-hmm. had had three more to him uh before tuesday night but one home run in 81 games chris bryan is on pace for how many home runs um that means he's on pace for two whole home runs there's no way that that's happening <laughs> two whole there's, home runs no <laughs> but we're staying true right we're staying true to the math all right so two home <laughs> runs he signed to a seven-year deal how many home runs will Chris Bryant hit as a member of the Colorado Rockies? Um, well, right now he's on pace for 14 home runs for the entirety of that $182 million contract. But again, that is so unlikely. Yes. Yes. I, I'm glad you know your sevens times tables. I will give you that. And so if he's making $182 million, Susie, <laughs> and he hits 14 home runs, how many millions is he making? Is math immediately went up. It got a lot harder. It got a lot harder. Yes. Uh, I forget what we used to call it. Depth of depth of knowledge. DOK. This is like a DOK four there. All the teachers are loving that joke and that reference. That's a DOK four. I don't get it. Actually, it really isn't. It. It, it actually isn't. But 182 million divided by 14. That you really have a calculator in front of you. I have, yeah, I've got my phone. Uh, that's $13 million per home run. A, a veritable bargain, a that veritable is, bargain. I would love to, I, I think, I wonder if I could, if I tried super hard, if I knew I could get $13 million for one home run, if I could make it happen. That is wild. I, yeah, I wonder what awful contract was given out to someone who, again, d- didn't hit very many home runs. You, know, you may have to look at Yos, uh, Yasmani Tomas, 
the uh, Diamondbacks gave him a lot of money when he came out of Cuba. I mean, it was maybe $44 million, but he did not hit very many. Might have been more than like three. So he probably got paid you know, like $8 million per home run. I don't know what the, the exact number is, but I know the exact number is 50 cents for your first month at the DNVR.com. Bar's not open right now, but guess what? You don't need the bar because you're probably going outdoors. You might be sitting in a chair watching your kids play a soccer game, baseball. You might be at a local lake doing something. So you got your phone in your pocket, and you can read some amazing stories covering the Broncos, Nuggets, Avs. I mean, they're already starting to get going. We've got a a pivotal time here. This next month for the Colorado Rockies is going to be huge for their future. What's Bill Schmidt going to do? Really, this is his first year as a GM. So we're going to get an idea of what his administration, if you will, is going to be all about, and we're going to have that covered on the dnvr.com rapids buffs rams you name it have an annual membership and you're ready to go all in guess what you're gonna get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com can't pass that up you also can't pass up all the great access from evaca tv nuggets and avs again on altitude sports you're gonna get that that's going to pay off in spades come the fall but even still right now you're gonna get the rockies with at&t sportsnet you'll get the rapids all of their games going on. You'll even get us. The DMVR Sports Channel is a part of that as well. I know CSU Rams has a channel on that. It's fantastic. Go to evaca.tv slash DNVR. Zero hidden fees or contracts. We're talking $25 per month plus receiver. Actually, scratch that. Use code DNVR, and it's only $15 per month for your first three months. Your price gets locked in for two years. Never worry again with Evaca TV. And enjoy the thing that you've been missing for so long, and that's Nuggets and Avs, get that and then some all throughout the summer. Also, make sure you pick up some of that Avalanche Ale, King Supers, Safeway. Susie, where where uh, where could people most likely find you picking up your uh, hand of banana? I what do you call a banana? Oh, bunch. I could not think of the word bunch of bananas. Uh, My COVID brain is contagious because you have said some dumb stuff today too. That's good improv though. A hand of bananas. Yeah. That could work. That could work. That could be the new phraseology of that. Mm-hmm. Are, so I like you, it. Are you Costco? Where? where Safeway? Oh, you you Stop know shop? You, you know I'm a Whole Foods girl. Whole, Whole Foods, Foods and Sprouts. Whole Foods and Sprouts. I love just like throwing away my money. I just hate holding on to it. I just want to spend the most money possible on my groceries. Lately, oh, I've just been doing. I've been all Whole Foods the past like two weeks because they can and just throw them in your car because I haven't really been able to, you know, be at a grocery store. That's true. I'm a, yeah. big, I'm a Sprouts boy. I'm a Sprouts boy. A Sprouts boy! Love it. Love those bulk bins, man. I, I go wild. I think they had a nice little special of, of, like, free delivery. Now, maybe that could be Breckenridge Brewery in your Avalanche Ale. Oh. Maybe. Not, not sure. Uh, but check out their uh, their Breck Beer locator on Breck Brew. They've even got some concerts going on, too, down at uh, their location in Denver. So um, it's, it's it's fantastic. Kale is uh, is a King Supers guy. More of a Kroger's guy. I think, Kale, you probably, you know, you're doing the indie alt thing. So I'm sure you rep the Kroger's brand pretty heavily. Actually, fun fact, I bought a patio set from King Supers. Folks, I do not discriminate. I got a good deal on it. Look out, American Furniture Warehouse, because King Supers <laughs> is bringing some heat when it comes to fake wicker furniture. Let's go. What, what, yeah. what is fake wicker? 
Well, I, I don't know. I think it's just plastic. Well, wicker is, you know, it's kind of like a type of wood, right? It's yeah. not twine, but this is definitely like a type of plastic. So it looks like wicker, but it's, oh, it's kind of a plastic. Okay. Great cushions got, got set up. Real cherry of a deal. It when do you a, have enough? If you got a patio set, you got this nice patio set. When are you inviting us all up to come hang out at the house? They're working at the pool in the complex. Actually, they're not working on it at all. It's just sitting there. I, I went for a run today and I'm like, what am I paying an HOA fee for? Like, let's get this pool. You have, you have access to a pool, and this is the first I'm hearing of it? It's not optional. It's it's not functional right now. I don't have a grill or anything like that, so can't get a get a full party thing going on. But I do. I got the wiffle ball, and I got the bats, and we, we still got to decide if we're a wiffle ball family, a blitz ball family. We'll, we'll sort all this out at the barbecue. And we'll also have some great conversation about whether or not C.J. Crone will be an all-star. Now, I think he deserves to be an all-star. We'll, we'll dig into it. Sunday, we find out. Is Daniel yeah. Bard going to be the lone rep? Does, does Daniel Bard seem like a lock? Or if, and we'll, we'll figure out if, if Crone deserves to get in. If Crone gets in, does that block Bard? Or could we possibly even have two of those guys? First off, is Bard a lock to be an all-star? I mean, I want him to be an all-star, but I don't know if he's a lock. It's true. Yeah, I, it would be an amazing story. I, I think he's he's going to get in there. I, I think um, he'll get in there. Yo, hold on. Side note, Noah, DNVR Rockies live show at Patty Stats Pool. Yeah, thank you, Noah, for inviting me to Patrick's pool. He has never invited any of us over. It's ridiculous. If and Noah's going to... kind of work-life balance or something. It's true. I appreciate all the questions and comments in the chat. It's blowing up right now. Noah, if, if you're going to just invite people over to my place, then you're in charge of the spreadsheet to make sure we got the pasta salad, the macaroni salad, who's bringing over dogs, what's the bun situation going to be? Look, Noah, you are in charge. Look what you got yourself into. I think Bard's going to get himself into the all-star game. And I asked him, he said, Crone is deserving. Well, Let's break down the numbers. Entering Tuesday, he ranked among NL leaders in total bases. He was second. RBI, tied for second. Slugging percentage, he was third. Extra base hits, tied for third. Hits, home runs, OPS, batting average. He's he's doing some amazing things. And so let's kind of forget about his position. Let's forget about who else is at that position. If you look at his numbers, and particularly in the grand scheme of things of Rockies players, he deserves to be an all-star. You know what? He absolutely deserves to be an all-star. So he's ninth. He's the ninth. Or no, he is the ninth Rockies player. You got to work with my COVID brain here to hit at least 20 home runs in the team's first 80 games. So he's the first since yeah. Nolan Arenado, you know? So that was, yeah, wait, that was like six or seven years ago. So it, that it's, was it's 2016. That was 2016. Feels like yeah. a lifetime ago. Uh, but he's also the first player since Todd Helton back in 2001 and the seventh overall to hit at least 20 home runs, record 65 or more RBI, and hit better than 295 through the first 80 games of the season. So in the so, grand yeah, scheme of things, in terms yeah. of Rockies, absolutely an all-star. Yeah, that, and that puts it in perspective, too, because you say, oh, well, the Rockies players, they've got an advantage, so their numbers are going to be a little inflated. Well, okay. Okay, and, and we know Crone, he mashes at home, mm-hmm. not so much on the road. But even still, in that context, which and that, that's why I'm glad you, you brought that up, Susie. You say, 
Yeah, but pair, compare him to the Blake Street Bombers and and and, and guys even pre Humidor uh, when when the ball was flying out even more. You go, well, he's actually he's in that that group. So like it, it it's pretty mm-hmm. special. It's still relatively unique. He's reached base in 17 straight games going back to June 17th, which is actually the longest streak in the majors. So he's and he's doing he's doing pretty well against the Dodgers in and of itself. So I, I don't know what else he he needs to do to to prove his worth. I, I, he deserves to be in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of Los Angeles, he has an active 15 game hitting streak against the Dodgers that dates back to July 25th, 2021. Yeah. So he's, he's doing it against some of the best pitching in, uh, in all of baseball defensively. You know what? We, who really cares about defense when it comes to, to the all-star <laughs> game, but he's been basically a, a, an average, if not slightly above league average first baseman over there. So he's not one of those guys where he's just all mash and you go, ah, eh, he doesn't necessarily, you know, deserve it for that. I mean, I, I think it must've been last week when Kevin Henry was on and we, we briefly touched on people complaining and say, well, if you look at his splits, who has ever discussed splits, home road splits when it comes to going to the all-star game, you look at numbers and say, who is doing otherworldly things those people should be in the all-star game, find a spot for them. And if there's not room in the game, you put them in the home run derby. Mm-hmm. Now I thought, you know what? I don't know if CJ Crone has enough juice to be in the derby. Like what, what's his story? What's, what's like the angle that people would kind of, you know, be interested in on, you know, last year we saw Trey Mancini, you know, didn't have a ton of home runs during the season, but was a great story, you know, was, mm-hmm. was somewhat of a power hitter. And so that was wonderful to see is CJ Crone exciting people reached out to my East Coast base, they actually were very much excited about C.J. Crone. Dude launches him. He's hitting up, up on the concourse. And again, one of the reasons we know this year about home runs being down is the baseball just isn't traveling. The baseball isn't going very far, so you need to just straight up mash. And so he's hitting these balls 450 feet or longer, and that's going to pay dividends when it comes to the home run derby. So if he somehow doesn't make the team not in the initial the initial voting because Sunday we'll find out he might not he might be a final vote guy, and he might not make it then. But somebody will get injured. Whatever it is, CJ Crone, not just deserves he needs to be he needs to be in Los Angeles. All right, yeah, uh, you know what? When you put it that way, Patrick, I think I think you've made a really good case. <laughs> now, Susie, go ahead and tell me why he won't be an All Star. Well, he he won't be because there's so many other amazing first basemen out there. Yeah. And there's so much competition, and I hate that for CJ. Yeah, so in the finals of the All-Star game, I can't remember if they did it this way last year because it, it seems like they're they're making all kinds of tweaks when it comes to All-Star game voting. Now, if you've got the most votes overall, you, you're immediately in. You're, you're an All-Star. Okay, great. Uh, this year it was, who was it? It was Aaron Judge and Ronald Acuna Jr. Or was it Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts. All right, okay. so those two guys automatically they're in as starters at their position, both outfielders, and then the top two, and then I think for the outfielders it's the top five guys, burgers and fries, free plug. Got to support Colorado businesses. Check out Good Times. That's a Colorado brand. Moving on. So. Then they, they have a runoff, and it's like, okay, now you can only vote for this small subsection of guys. And so for first base, that's Paul Goldschmidt and Pete Alonzo. 
Let's take a look at their stats and how they compare to CJ Crone. Yeah. All right. Goldie, look at him. 19 home runs, 65 RBI, and a 4.1 F4. Yeah. Alonzo. So, yeah. If you want to use oh. baseball reference wins above replacement, it's a little bit higher for Goldschmidt. Uh, we're we're going to use fan graphs here in this. And so his batting average is first in the NL, home runs sixth in the NL, and he's tied for second with Crone with the 65 RBI. So those are solid numbers. Yeah. Shall I continue? Um, <laughs> um, Alonzo's got 22 home runs, 69 RBI. Nice. And a 2.0 F4. So he, he ends up matching Crone there uh, mm-hmm. as far as, as that's concerned. But actually, if you if you break it out to uh, baseball reference win above replacement, CJ Crone actually comes out a little bit more favorable to Alonzo, who is second in the NL in home runs and first in RBI. But Crone is, again, he's right there with him. Mm-hmm. He's comparable. Yeah, for sure. 20 homers for him, 65 RBI. So he's also he's tied with Goldschmidt there for second most RBI in the NL. And one of the interesting things, I don't know if you heard this, but Pete Alonso is holding the home run derby hostage. Have you heard? This is the gossip. Did you hear the gossip? I don't Pete know. Pete Alonso <laughs> is holding is holding the home run derby. I don't know the gossip. For ransom. Yeah. This never so happens. He, he said on uh, WFAN. 6.60 a.m., The Fan, original home of Mike in the Mad Dog, the first ever sports talk radio station 24-7 in America. And he said, when asked about the Derby, look, if you vote me in to start in the All-Star game, I'll be in the Derby. And he just left it at that. So if Paul Goldschmidt is voted in the starter for the All-Star game, we might not be getting the polar bear defending his Back-to-back titles. What a... Oh, so much drama. Why is he doing this? It is interesting, to say the least. And and those are just the two guys that are up for the final vote here mm-hmm. for the All-Star game. You also have fan favorite Freddie Freeman. That's a tongue twister. 302 batting average going into Wednesday. That was ninth best in the National League. Only 10 homers. 52 RBI is nice. And depending on, uh, again, if you like F war, B war, 3.1 on fan graphs, 2.6 on baseball reference. So the same on baseball reference, but better than Crone uh, on fan graphs. And also Josh Bell, 315, fifth in the National League in batting average, only 12 home runs, 47 RBI. Again, nobody's really getting on base in front of him uh, unless it's Juan Soto, whose batting average is not so great this year, but he's he's being walked like a, a Barry Bonds type level. So that's five first basemen that are really all deserving. And I think after you have the DH in the National League, that's really where you're going to fill in. So you might even be able to, to get all five of these guys in because there's not really going to be another true DH in the NL that that's really worthy of it. So, you know, you'll have two backup first baseman and then two backup DH. Someone gets hurt. That makes it all the more easier. So it's going to be, it's going to be hard. So if Crone doesn't get in on Sunday on the first crack, be patient because guys get injured or they sit out and there's a, there's a chance he could get in that way. There's so there's a chance, there's a chance, but yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on it. 
God, it's a busy week. We have so much going on. For sure. When don't we? When right? don't we? That is true. That it's, is true. It's baseball season. It's it's our time to shine. I mean, outside of Rapids, you know, this is uh, this is what it's all about. Getting some sun rays coming down to to Coors Field, enjoying that that vibe that they've got there. Look, you can kind of get your own collectible vibes. Yeah, over at Foco F O. CO, go to foco.com and use promo code. Transition. Seamless, that's it. <laughs> it's a baseball show, so it needs to be seamless. Although, <laughs> actually, it needs to be full of seams, come to think of it. But <laughs> use code DNVR over at foco.com for 10% off all non pre sale items. So, what are we talking about? We're, we're looking at all kinds of great collectibles and gear. Uh, the newly released Nikola Jokic MVP bobblehead. They've got some Rocky City Connect bobbleheads, which look fantastic. It's It really looks like bobbleheads from the future. You know, I know the Rockies back in, uh, I think it was 99, when they did Turn Ahead the Clock. That's the famous Larry Walker home run where he's just holding the bat up there. And that was supposed to be futuristic. Well, I think these bobbleheads, you know, seeing it, the, the, the City Connect jersey is still relatively new that it's it doesn't really settle in just yet. So these bobbleheads by Foco are capturing that look. It's it's really fantastic. And so they've got all the teams covered. Support them. They support us. And again, that's at foco.com, F-O-C-O.com. And use promo code DNVR for 10% off all the stuff that's not pre-sale items. Yeah, they got some good stuff for sure. I like their stuff. They got great stuff. Just like Big Athletic Greens. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I'm a I... big Athletic Greens girl. <laughs> what? <That's> it. <laughs> Loving that AG. Well, we got the, we got the green uniforms and the green pants for City Connects. Well, you know what? Have yourself a green stomach, and that's a good thing because you want to get your probiotics in the right way. You want some positive gut health. It's something that once I started doing it for myself, I noticed a definite change in my overall health. And Athletic Greens actually makes it a lot easier for me to stay on top of those kind of things. First thing in the morning, nice cold cup of water, cold glass. I take one scoop of Athletic Greens. I get 75 high-quality vitamins, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, minerals, adaptogens. Mix it around. Sometimes it goes in a shaker bottle, and boom, I start my day off right. And they want to help you start your day off just as well. Go to athleticgreens.com slash ROC. It's the first three letters in Rockies. To take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional assurance. That's going to come with a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Look, I know right now you feel like you're getting a lot of vitamin D, but it's not a very efficient way to get it out. From the sun, my new gimmick is now when I go out running after I have my athletic greens, I'm going with a long sleeve shirt. I don't really sweat more, but it also saves me from having to lather up with sunscreen and do all that stuff. Look, my skin guy, I got a skin guy, uh, a skin doctor. Who's a skin doctor a, called? A, I derma, a dermatologist, <laughs> I Patrick. I can't think of it. <laughs> a dermatologist. I've got uh, COVID brain once removed. Yeah, my dermatologist says, <laughs> yeah, getting your vitamin D from the sun is very overrated. Uh, I wish. And it's very convenient for me since I'm a pasty, freckly Irishman. So it, it, it works, and I'm going to take his advice. So for me, I'm getting that vitamin D from Athletic Greens. It's fantastic. Athleticgreens.com slash ROC. Susie. I know you're yes. going to be upset if Bard does not make the All-Star team. Are you going to be upset if, not if Bard, I meant to say CJ Crone. Yeah. But you can throw Daniel Bard in there too. If either Bard or CJ Crone gets traded. 
what what are your thoughts on that? Because we are, you know, this is your first year first year covering the team mm-hmm. like this, right? Kind of melding that journalist fan thing that we do so well. I, I feel at DNVR, yeah. you've you've grown a, a much different attachment to these guys. You've gotten to know them, you know, a lot more, both what they're doing on the field and off the field in the clubhouse. You know them as people. Mm-hmm. How how would you feel if if any of them? We don't even have to single out necessarily Barter Crone, but any of them were you know were to get trade here because the team's just not cutting it in the win loss column. Yeah, well, I mean, as people, I would be so sad to say goodbye to any of these guys. Like, it really is such a great group going on over here. Everyone is just the absolute nicest. So I would personally just like be so bummed if anyone left, but. Then again, you know, do I want to see the Rockies making some moves? In theory, yes, I do. Are we going to see the Rockies making moves before the trade deadline? You know, probably not. So I feel like I don't need to stress about it. That is the Rockies in a nutshell. Do I want them to make moves? In theory, yes. Are they going to make moves? In theory and in practice, no. They just don't do that. Now, here's here's my... I'll try to make my diatribe as as brief as possible. Before the Rockies traded Michael Givens last July, that may not have just been about his on-field play. I'll leave that for another day. But when they traded Michael Givens last July, that was their first trade deadline deal in a decade. Marco Scudero was the last guy that they had traded off. Now, again, 2017, 2018, they're going for the postseason, 2019. Again, they had kind of fallen out of favor, but you could see why they wanted to keep the pieces there. So, okay, that's fine. Take those three out. But really, they just haven't done that. They haven't planned for the future. And what makes it even more frustrating is you look back and take 2014, the trade deadline, for example. Jorge De La Rosa was going to be a free agent after the year. And again, you trade a guy away, you can still bring them back as a free agent. It's not always likely, but it's something that has happened. Part of the reason why it mm-hmm. hasn't happened is there's a reason why you traded that guy and you don't want to bring him, you know, keep him around in the first place. Well, here you kind of have your cake and eat it too. Trade the player and get a prospect back. Well, Peter Gammons reported that the Rockies did have themselves a deal. They got Eduardo Rodriguez from the Orioles for Jorge De La Rosa, who are looking for a lefty for their bullpen. But according to Peter Gammons, owner Dick Monfort vetoed this deal by Dan O'Dowd, got in the way of it, and so they got nothing for nothing. De La Rosa became a free agent at the end of the year, came back, whatever. But still, you had an opportunity to get something to prepare for the future. Eduardo Rodriguez, if he was on that 16, 17, 18, 19 team, what what happens to the Rockies then? Are we talking about three postseason appearances in those four years instead of two? Are we talking about an NLCS? Are we talking about the, the franchise's first ever pennant? They've never won the NL West. Maybe if that deal goes down, he went on to be worth uh, 14.4 wins above replacement. And because he was a young guy and hadn't reached free agency yet, would have only cost $24.4 million. That's what he ended up getting through four years of salary arbitration. So this was this is one of the things that really when you dig into it, you have to understand that when you get a player, you're not just getting the player and his skills and abilities. You're also getting what their contract is. And if it's a favorable contract because they're a young player or they were signed to a team-friendly deal, now that player is ultimately saving you money because you are not spending quite as much on him 
Susie, I know you probably remember that from your days with Ryan Howard. And mm-hmm. he was signed to a very big deal. They couldn't move him. They couldn't trade him. And he was okay, but he might not have been worth the $25 million he was making at that time. Oh, yeah. Oh, remember that all too well, to quote Taylor Swift. But, yeah, no, that's what makes Now, uh, last year we know that the Rockies had an opportunity to make a couple trades at their deadline. Givens was the only one. They had Trevor Story. They had John Gray. I mean, C.J. Crone was going to be a free agent at the end of the year. They brought him back. Again, could have traded him, still brought him back. But we, we know those things. And so other players, too, maybe whose stock was a little bit higher. And we're not even getting into uh, Armand Marquez, not even talking about that. Really just guys who are on expiring contracts, meaning they're going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Or a guy who's going to be a free agent at the end of the following season. Trade him almost a year early, and you're going to get a lot more. Now, the offers for Trevor Story, I do believe, were a bit underwhelming for a rental for two months. However, those offers would not have been underwhelming had they traded him at the beginning of the season before the year started because now teams would have had him for six months instead of only two. Mm -hmm. The reason they didn't do that was because they had just traded Nolan Arenado, and that would have been paramount to to tanking it people would have you know boycott it it would have been really bad because now they traded away two franchise cornerstones you know within a, a month of each other i mean does it really matter in the grand scheme of things that they both ended up leaving within seven months or so i don't think so but rockies didn't really want to give off that appearance that they were rebuilding and that kind of really is the issue with the organization that they've had for quite some time is that they want to have the, the, the appearance um, is, is a little bit more important sometimes than winning a championship. I think you can do both of those things, right? Mm -hmm. They, they were able to do that in 2017 and 2018 in in a sense, right? They had a great appearance. I think a lot of people, even outside of Colorado, they were rooting for the Rockies, right? Rockies are everyone's little brother and they're, they are the new kid on the block, right? It only came around in 93. They're purple. They're different. Okay. You can kind of like them and there was nothing uh, to dislike about them. And they had a really good club, but uh, a team can do both of those things. But considering Colorado, again, has never won the NL West. They've never won the World Series. Look, winning a championship should be viewed as a much more important endeavor than the appearance of rebuilding or retooling or even tanking, which is something that they haven't tried. I know that's a controversial thing, but they have an opportunity and they, they've had for the last couple of years because of all the transplants coming in from out of the state. You know what? People are going to go to Coors Field no matter who's down there. We, we kind of know that. So mm-hmm. if you do take a step back, you can go ahead and get away with that. And on top of it all, all the players that, that really are, are on expiring contracts, if you want to throw Chad Cool out there, Jose Iglesias, Alex Colomay, maybe even a, a CJ Crone. Susie, have you seen a CJ Crone jersey around Coors Field this year? I have not. I, I don't think I have. I don't think uh, I've seen any Crone jerseys. Now, that doesn't mean people don't love him and don't appreciate him and, and, and want to you know rally behind him, but... Are these guys going to be around when the next generation of, of prospects are up with the Rockies? No. And they're also, they, they may not even be here in, in a few months time anyway. And with Trevor Story, you got a compensation pick 
out of him. So you're, you're still going to get something that's still going to live on. But for these other guys, if and when they leave in free agency, you're going to have nothing to show for it. That's what happened with Justin Morneau, who was nearly an all-star in 2014. And they, they didn't trade him. He was on a, a two-year deal. You kind of had a, a missed opportunity with him on, on that front. And you didn't trade him. Uh, he was an injury-laden player. They lost 96 games that year. They lost 94 games the year after that. Uh, I think he only ended up playing 95 games from that point at the trade deadline. So you missed an opportunity. Now, had they traded more? No. Had they traded Jorge De La Rosa? How much better would they have been in 2017 and 2018? I think a lot of fans are really worried that come 2025, 2026, when Bryant, McMahon, they're in their kind of the final years uh, of their window of contention. And you've got Veen and Romo, Tovar, Adael Amador, even Benny Montgomery, all those guys kind of together at the same time. And if they're a piece or two short, you might look back at this trade deadline here in 2022 and say, why did we hold on to this player? What was the reasoning behind not trading and getting some prospect or some package of players for X? And I think that's the damage that can be done by being inactive and not not doing something. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, looking back to last year, the Trevor Story situation, him wanting to for a trade and that didn't happen during the trade deadline. I guess the situation with Crone or maybe other guys would be a little different because, you know, again, there isn't that attachment that the fans have. So it's different. Yeah, I think I think the Crone and Morneau comparison is is pretty apt, mm-hmm. especially when you think about their their positions and, and, and what their careers are like. So I, I tend to think that they are probably not going to move CJ Crone, even if given, you know, a, a, a really fair offer. I don't think they're going to get blown away. That's another one of the elements too, is that I don't know that teams necessarily want to play with the Rockies because if their, if their owner has a reputation of stepping in and vetoing a deal, why should they waste their time trying to work out a trade when it's going to get vetoed at the last possible second? They're running out of time. Now they're a little bit more desperate. They got to call over here and work out a deal. Now they're going to have to give up a little bit more. And so I think you know, the Rockies might be at arm length at arm's length uh, from a lot of teams who maybe don't necessarily trust that they are going to do business like the other teams are doing. And so I think that is something uh, it's a bit of a hurdle that the Rockies have created for themselves and, and something that, you know, Bill Schmidt unfairly has to deal with. And so, you know, how do you overcome that? Maybe you, you take a deal where it's less than ideally what you would like just to kind of get back into the game and play and say, hey, look, no, see, we're kind of doing what everyone else is doing a little bit. We're going to be okay. We're going to do this. You might have to do that and uh, and take 50 or 75 cents on the dollar on maybe a lower tier guy just to, to help rehabilitate that reputation if that is the case. Oh, interesting. That's a very – you brought up some interesting points, Patrick. Some very th- good points. Do you have any interesting points to talk about minor leagues? You haven't talked about minor <laughs> leagues in a while. I haven't heard you reference the Hartford Yard Goats like once in like a week. So I know it's, it's probably building up. Oh my gosh. Well, there's a lot to talk about. Actually, a lot has happened. Oh, look, we are down on the farm. Here we go. I love this graphic. Okay. So speaking of yard goats, we're going to start off a couple of yard goats were promoted up to AAA. Carl Kaufman and Jimmy Heron were promoted on Wednesday. So some, some big news happening. Some moves are happening in the minor leagues. 
Kaufman's the guy to definitely keep your eye on of those two. You know, last year's numbers, not fair to hold that against him. He That was his first year as a professional. You know, was drafted in 2019. Long story short, pandemic. Uh, they shut him down in 2019. Uh, after they had drafted him since he pitched in the college world series. So his first taste of professional baseball was double a now his age fits in with the rest of the guys, but he had literally never pitched to a complex league guy or even a short season player, low a high a went right to double a. Now this year we're starting to see, you know, all that talent that they saw at the university of Michigan in 2019 really come to fruition. So uh, it's, it's been really exciting. And, and when you're thinking about exciting, when it comes to, the Albuquerque isotopes, Winton Bernard is that guy. He's exciting. You were at the last Sabre meeting, I think, right? I was at the last Sabre meeting. Yes. A lot of people were talking about Winton Bernard and how much they want to see him debut. Again, that's one of the, that would be a cool story if the Rockies yeah. created some room on their 40 man to not only make their team a little bit better in the future. Also too, one of the other elements to trading players away is you get worse in the second half. So you lose more games and you get a higher draft pick and you get more money in your bonus pool. Like there's a big trickle down effect and Winton Bernard could possibly make his debut at, I think he might, might be 32 by now at this point, all around great guy. Everyone loves Winton Bernard. Oh, everyone loves Winton Bernard. Uh, I've been calling it a Bernie boy summer on Twitter every time he's doing well in Albuquerque. But uh, just recently, he stole his 18th base of the season, which I know we want to see more of in Colorado. Oh, for sure. I love talking with him during the offseason. And he talked a little bit about this, this stolen base fraternity of guys who have Kenny Lofton even like given him tips about, you know, stealing bases. He's he's 41 for 43. Uh, over his last 43, like he, he doesn't really get thrown. He's fast, but he's also, uh, he's pretty crafty. He has six triples, most in the Pacific coast league, 24 multi-hit games this year. Not bad for a guy who didn't even start on opening night for the isotopes. He's, he's forced his way into that lineup. Yeah, no hashtag Bernie boy summer. I'm a Bernie boy for sure. Yeah, Alan Trejo uh, has been fantastic. I know as of Monday, he had a 14 game hit streak tied, uh, Ellie Harris Montero's season long record. So that's still going on. We'll see if he can do that on Wednesday night. He's 19 for 57 with five doubles, three homers, nine RBI during the streak, which is the second longest active one right now in the Pacific coast league. Really great to see Trejo picking up where he left off despite getting shuttled back and forth now twice. Yeah, for sure. Um, off the field, the isotopes, are doing well attendance wise. They had the, they had the highest attended games in all of minor league baseball on Saturday and Sunday. So people wow. are loving what the isotopes have to offer. They have had 10,000 or more fans five times this year. It's they, we were talking about this off air, like their giveaways are crazy good yeah they have great giveaways they have great giveaways they have great promotions like they put so much into that and uh, people are appreciating it they're showing up to those games uh i love that that's awesome yeah they uh they lost on monday on fourth of july they had a seven game winning streak on opening day uh they they've they've been playing a, a lot better and uh it was a quick game coming up later this month on july 30th there's going to be a silent auction. I, I don't know how to get into this. 
I don't know if let, let's check the Rocky schedule. All right. The Dodgers are going to be at Coors Field. So I don't know. Maybe if we split up duties, we might have to do rock, paper, scissors to see who goes down to Albuquerque for the silent mm-hmm. auction where we would get to meet a couple of, of stars from Breaking Bad. And one of them yeah, is not um, Giancarlo so- Esposito. Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul are hosting a silent auction in Albuquerque at Isotopes Park on Saturday, July 30th. That is, uh, that's what a get, like that is a huge get, but I also know that they absolutely celebrate the, you know, that, that tie to the show and to Albuquerque. So that, what a good get that is. I'm so impressed. All right. Here's, here's a deep cut for you that you may or may not know. Now, I believe it was the was it the first episode of Better Call Saul? Shoot, now I'm forgetting. I think it might have been. And now I don't know. Anyway, I think it was. I'm gonna say it. We're gonna go with that. And hanging, it was. It was Better Call Saul. Hanging okay. in the cab that uh, Saul was picked up in. That's not a spoiler. People take cabs. Was an air freshener. Like you hear like a, you heard a baseball game on the radio and they zoom in and there is an Albuquerque isotopes air freshener because I, I think the, that prequel starts around 2002, 2003 when when the isotopes first came about. Now, the backstory on that is they don't sell isotopes air fresheners. So that was my next question. I don't think I told this story before. I think I'm no. allowed to. This is my uh, first time hearing this story, so please continue. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, they were contacted and said, well, look, we don't have that, but we we got to get up. We got to get it in there. We got to get some Isotopes products. That's some great advertisement. So they made six air fresheners, just, just six, to send them just because that's what they want and said, okay, we'll make up this, this item that doesn't exist to send to you. They used one. They sent six of them back, and someone we know and love very well actually owns one of those six air fresheners. Who is it? Tell me Tell me in the private chat. Off off air, yeah. Maybe members-only Discord. We'll have to do members-only Discord I'm on that one. I'm shocked that no one has told me this story before. Shocked. See, I don't like, keep I... to myself, as what? it turns out. Yesterday you said I keep to myself. That's yeah. why I didn't get COVID. But oh, I I talk to all the right people with all the right germs and probiotics. Well, I I'm like just personally very offended that my friends in Albuquerque have not told me this story. So I'm furious. Well, furious. two friends that are now only <laughs> one one step away from Albuquerque are former players in Spokane, Grant Levine and Tony Losey. They were also promoted on Wednesday. Levine, interesting guy, uh, was selected with a a compensation pick a few years back out of uh, New Hampshire High School, the highest New Hampshire high school kid ever taken. And it's taken him a while to kind of get adjusted to pro ball and really is breaking out this year. And so now you've got Levine and Michael Tolia over there at first base for the Argos. That's interesting. Maybe we see Tolia get promoted up to AAA here very soon. Tony Losey doing a nice job. One of the pitchers who came over in the Nolan Arenado deal. Kevin Henry, second plug for him, wrote a really good article uh, about you know his, his mentality and what he's been able to do. So uh, congrats to those guys over in Hartford. Yes, and also congrats to some guys who played against Hartford last week. So when Max Scherzer 
was doing his rehab assignment in Hartford, he bought all of the Rumble ponies. He first of all, he like hooked him up. With, he did. Yeah, that. So I hear they went to Fleming's, or he got the food from Fleming's Steakhouse. But um, you know, got him steak. Just got all the all the sides, all the mains, uh, and got them all AirPods. That's pretty good. Oh, that's cool. That's amazing. That's very nice of him. The commissioner got all the players, like, uh, beats by Dre, I think. Yeah, yeah. And the lockout ended. Um, so Scherzer is, is, is right there. He's he's vying for their uh, technological love with uh, with the commissioner. Yeah, I thought that was, that was pretty you, classy. Are you saying that Max Scherzer wants to be commissioner of Major League Baseball? Is that what you're Ooh, getting at? No, but... I, I might be down with that. I don't know. That could be interesting. I don't think the owners would would vote him in because he's a former player, but uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that. That'd be okay. I'm gonna write some fan fiction about it, and then I'll get back to you. Commissioner Scherzer, again, that one's a hard one that rolls off the tongue. But uh, what what doesn't Scherzer. what doesn't roll off the tongue is Hunter Goodman, Player of the Week for the second time this season. He won the California League. Player of the week. He was 10 for 24, four homers, two doubles, eight RBI, five walks, two hit by pitches over six games. He had three multi hit contests. The dude's on fire. And it's one of the reasons why he was promoted to high A Spokane. He's a catcher, first baseman. So now in Spokane, you've got Drew Romo, Hunter Goodman, and Ronaker Palma, who I know Rockies uh, uh, minor league director. Chris Forbes, also pretty big fan of. So you got some, you got some dudes there catching games up in high A Spokane. Again, maybe that suggests Drew Romo will be moving up to double A. And I know Willie McIver's there. Well, maybe Willie McIver will be moving up to triple A at that point. You know, a lot of these things could end up getting shuffled, but congrats to Hunter Goodman for getting that promotion along with uh, right-hand starter Mason Green. Yeah, so we got some we got some moves happen. There, there are so many moves happened on Wednesday. It's crazy. But yeah, Mason Green, right-handed pitcher, um, also promoted. So we got some we got lots of moves happening. Zach Veen was legit on the front page of MLB.com, which I don't know if MLB.com is just like it knows what area I'm in, and so it's dropping in Rocky stories or what, but. Uh, it was a story about him putting on a clinic. So that was really cool seeing him there. He's been, you know, good this season, not as, uh, you know, lights out exciting as last year, but again, that's okay. Still in, in a lot of these prospect rankings, he's, he's still uh, in, in that, you know, 30, 35 range, whatever it may be. Drew Romo's cooled down a little bit at the play, but again, not concerned with that in, in any capacity. So the guys up at Spokane, they're, uh, they're, they're hanging in there doing their thing. And the guys at Fresno, Again, they uh, they are, are are doing incredibly well, and Fresno, former AAA city, they know how to party like like no other. They had a Fourth of July celebration. They got eleven thousand to a low A game of like nineteen and twenty year olds. That's it's pretty impressive. That is very impressive. Yeah, we do have to remember they are a former AAA town, uh, but they put out some crazy food too. I think we have. Do we have a picture of the chorizo mac and cheese dog? Because that sounds amazing. Oh my I God. love I mac already, and cheese on anything. I already ate dinner, and that looks really, really good. You know what? It's the coloring. It's it's a little bit of bacon on there, and a little bit of well, those aren't chives. It could be parsley. What do we think? Um, what is that green? Those might be chives. Not no chives. Uh, scallions. Those got to be scallions. Okay. 
all day, every day. No. They're in the same family. Scallions slash green onions. That's what those are. So if they're in the same family, what's their last name? Onion? Yeah. They're in the onion family. They're all in the same family. Oh, the onions. Scallion, tea onions, and chives, pea onions. Okay. Yeah. I think that makes sense. This is appropriate time to to get off the rails. I want to give a shout out to Juan Guerrero, (laughs) outfielder. He's one of those young studs, uh, played really solid last year. He's doing it again at Fresno. He had uh, at least one RBI over his last six games. Actually had 12 RBI in a seven-game hit streak starting this week. And Yorvis Torrealba joined his father, Yorvis Torrealba, a Rockies catching legend, one of the greatest catchers, in fact, the Rockies have ever had all time. Only father and son duo to ever play for the Fresno Grizzlies. How about that? That's, that's amazing. When I heard about this, I I loved that. That made my heart so happy. Um, and, and I think when your V did it, it wasn't it wasn't when he was with the Rockies because Fresno only recently joined the Rockies organization. It must have been when they were when he was with San Francisco. I think he came up with San Francisco and then he went back a little bit. But that's pretty cool. That's a that's a cool piece of uh, of history overall. For them? Yeah, I feel like the odds of that happening, just because there are so many minor league clubs that change affiliation so often, um, that's it's so special. It's incredible. Yeah, you got you got to celebrate those kind of things. That's really neat. Yorvis, another guy that we had uh, on our show during uh, during the off season. Uh, a lot of really good guests before you showed up here, Susie. Yeah, and now it's just me. No, we still have great guests. <laughs> no, no, the show's the show's better, but it's just like the world. It's just like you know. BS and then AS, you know, before Susie, after Susie. And let's face it, if it is before Susie, it is BS. Well said. Well said, That's Patrick. It. That's <laughs> it. You want, you want to clip that and use it on your Twitter or something like that? Whatever you, you want to do. You know I will. You know I will. We may, have to, we may have to use it on our Twitter account. It's at DNVR underscore Rockies. We'll be tweeting all the games. They're all night games this week. Uh, you're not going to be watching a baseball game. With the uh, the sun still out until Sunday, uh, when they are in Arizona, they got a four game series there. Uh, also, depending on when you uh, listen to this or where you're listening to it on Thursday afternoon, we'll have uh, Drew Goodman on for his weekly spot. Get caught up with him. We didn't talk to him last week, so it's been a couple weeks. Got a lot to to catch up. Hear about his running routes. I don't know if if he's going out for runs in Arizona at oh, 100 plus degrees before but the sun a- even comes out. But it's a dry heat. That's what everyone from Arizona says. It's a dry heat. <laughs> well, that that was another topic that, in, in talking with Jesse and Friedman, was that talking about attendance because no one's coming to chase and it's just lifeless. This is the time of year, if you're from Arizona, you're elsewhere. Like, you talk about snowbirds. I don't know what the opposite of that is, where in the summertime you leave because mm-hmm. it's just oppressively hot. But that's what they've got going on in Arizona. You're a desert bird, obviously, or like a desert lizard. <laughs> a cactus wren? That, that's oh. a type of desert bird, a cactus wren. Of course. Of course it is, Patrick. Roadrunner. Roadrunner is a, is a desert type of Actually, bird. I think roadrunner is very appropriate for... Ooh, you're right. Uh, it's a very appropriate thing to call someone who runs out of Arizona during this time of year. And there like actually, it. there is no such thing as a snowbird. By the way, there's there's not a that's not a type of bird. What about a snowy plover? There's a snowy plover, yes. There's a snowy <laughs> egret, but there's not actually a snow bird. So maybe maybe I have to say road bird. We're gonna have to change this from the inside out again. 
You, okay. you're, you're doing too much. You're doing too much, Patrick. Yes, I'm always doing too much. At Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter. And I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Look, you know what they say. This was a great show. But you know what they say about momentum. It's only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you tomorrow.